Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your host Damien Warren and Toby Harris. And we have our champions, Tobes. We do have our champions. The old Brumbies have come through. We're going to go over the game obviously in more detail. Yes, we will. Well done to the Brumbies. Yes, well deserved. Although the Reds could have snicked it. They should have. They shouldn't have. well, they should have. They could have. They could they should have. have. I don't think they should have. Well, they had their moments. <laughs> they did have their moments. But first up, we have to plug ourselves, Toes. Oh, yeah. Where can they find all the information for a good plug here and there? Uh, just down below, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what we got, what do we got? The Twitter, we're on YouTube, we're Instagram, the Facebook. We're just all over the line, really. We're all over the shop. But if you want to get uh, get, get hold of us, then just go to the uh, comment section below or the description below and all the information can do be there. Do we get any comments like on, on Podbeam and... Yeah, we do, mate. Or Podbeam yep. and stuff I, I can't, like that. I can't sort of um, mention them. It's, uh, you know, it's a, a family channel. Most of them are about you. How can't poor, mention who? How poor you are at your job and you should give up. But Wow. <laughs> Strong, but... The truth hurts sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news, Tobes. Breaking news. First one up. We've got the we've got the the Warriors game. Disgraceful apparently. And you've got Ricky Stewart. Yeah. Who's come out and said it was disgraceful refereeing. It reminded him of a rugby match. Village from him. No, I say fear. Absolutely fear. Do you reckon Rugby union referees suck. I think the rules have become so unclear in oh, rugby. right, yeah, yeah. You can turn up and not know why on earth you're getting penalised. Yeah. And that's what he's alluding to with that NRL game. Where yeah, actually, f- normally, that- one of the strengths of, of rugby league is it's pretty simplistic. It's pretty easy, <laughs> eh? The players know what they're doing. Just run into a wall and then put it between their legs. <laughs> Sounds great, doesn't it? Run into the wall. Sounds like my old girlfriend. (laughs) Put it between your legs. (laughs) Oh, God's sake. Anyway. So so we never got to tick the box. Is this made for kids? (laughs) Uh, No, not not this week. (laughs) Yeah, so it just shows the state of rugby refereeing. And and I have to say, what has been very interesting, and I think this came from the Razzler Dazzler, actually, is that you've taken away, you've stripped away all the away refereeing, yeah, and all you've got is a New Zealander refereeing New Zealanders, or Australians refereeing Australians, and hopefully soon South Africans refereeing South Africans. The quality of the refereeing in New Zealand was okay. It wasn't amazing, though, no, was it? Wasn't amazing, <laughs> and the quality of the refereeing in the Aussie games been very questionable at times. 
So here's shown we've got a real issue with the rules. I'm yeah, not even sure whether it's the referees. I genuinely think the rules are so unclear that even experienced players or commentators don't really know. Well, <clears throat> the new laws that came in, what even were they? They're like, oh, yeah, the, the referees are going to be um, stricter around the ruck. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, but that's not a rule change. That's not a law change. No, they, they were going to referee it properly, and they did so for two weeks. And yeah. then everyone complained, so they've yeah. gone back to pretty much yeah. exactly what was happening before. I agree. Which is a real shame because it is a dangerous area of the game it is. that does need to be dealt with. And it's not getting dealt with. No. Clear as mud, mate. Clear as mud. Yeah. But a great story now. Yes. We've got the best seven in New Zealand. Plays for Taranaki, apparently. Does. Liam Boucher. Ranfurly Shield is yeah. back at Taranaki. It is. Took it away from the Crusaders or the win. Canterbury team. One point win. And it was a great game. It genuinely was. Taranaki went way up. The Barrett brothers were on fire. Liam Boucher was on fire. Yeah. Taranaki just were on fire. And then they lost it. And then they lost it, and then they got it and back. And they kicked it with, what, a few minutes to go? Yeah. But what was what was really, really nice about this game was it was blatant how much it meant to the players still. The yeah. Barrett brothers looked chuffed yeah, to but we also had to win the convers- Ramfrey Shield. We had that conversation, didn't we? And a lot of, you know, very good rugby players haven't won the Ramfrey Shield. That's right, yeah. You know. Because they haven't even played in the game. Correct. Yeah. And... Bowden Barrett has now done that. You know, he's won a World Cup. He's won, uh, you know, Bledisloe. He's won the Rugby Championship. He's won the World Cup. Twice, mate, apparently. He has won it twice, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, yeah. He's won it twice, yeah. yeah. I've uh, won it three times because I am part of the New Zealand community. There you go, yes. <laughs> so have you, mate. No, oh, no, 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 you're, no <laughs> you're not. You're not. You're not. Let's be honest. But uh, Mills Muliaina. He's yep. played over 100 games for, for the All Blacks, and he's played in one Ranfilly Shield match. One. So it just wow. shows, doesn't it? Just yeah. shows that these these opportunities. I've played in one Ranfilly Shield match as well. Did you know that? In your dreams doesn't count. No, mate. mate. We, I've played in one Ranfilly Shield match. Yes, yeah, so have I. We got well beaten by Canterbury. <laughs> oh, for what? Very, very well beaten. <laughs> for Buller. Yeah. What was the score? <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about it. You know that we East actually Coast? put a great fight up. At one point, it was three all quality. Yeah, yeah, three all, and then it wasn't. What was the final <laughs> score? Can you remember? I think they beat us by like thirty odd points. See, that's not that bad. And they had a damn good team out. Yeah, Brad Thorne was playing. Oh yeah. Who uh, were you marking? I was marking. Um, oh, Fijian coach. He was New Th- New South Wales coach. Daryl Gibson. Me, really? me versus Gibbo, yeah. He, uh, he may have beaten me in that game a few times. But uh, yeah, Daryl Gibson, Mark Daryl Gibson for the match. So that was good. That was pretty cool. Did you to get play. to punch him in the nose? Because everyone else seemed to. Well, by the no, looks I, of it anyway. Mate, I, was, I, was just, I was just happy to be out on the pitch. Yeah, that's right. Mate, Tamana Harrison, who, very good story here, has sort of praised Dylan Hartley for his book, saying that people need to sort of. Mention about how tough and rough the game is. Yeah. And I think it probably made a lot of rugby players feel like, you know, they don't really want to end up at the end of their career feeling absolutely broken. Well, like, they do though, don't they? But yeah. It's their a, body's busted. I mean, I thought I got away with it, mate, but I've just turned 41 and my body's falling to pieces. And it just shows, you know, hips are gone, knees are mm. gone. Ankles are gone, wrists are gone, and it just comes and hits you from nowhere. So maybe it's just old age, but maybe it is the fact that I played rugby for a, a big portion of my, yeah. you know, my my uh, childhood or your life, really, your life. Yeah. So it's a tough old game, and and I I, I you know this is I, I'm sort of borderline amateur when I first started. Yeah. These guys are bigger, stronger, yeah. and tougher. Oh yeah. Interesting story is you know he's from Rotorua, obviously Dylan. Dylan Hartley's from They Rua went Rua. to school together, didn't they? Rotorua well, Boys High School? I'm not sure whether they went to school together or not. I think the story was that uh, Dylan Hartley went backpacking in England and didn't ever come home. 
backpacking in England. Yeah. Where and do you go? What, in London? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going backpacking. Well, where? To London. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. London, baby. But apparently, on the World Cup, when he went back to New Zealand, um, he obviously saw him play and sort of said, listen, you come over, we'll look after you. So wow. he kind of um, signed him up from that. So, And they've been pretty tight ever since. Yeah, good. Cool. Next story, mate, Nigel Owens. Do you want to kick that one off? No. <laughs> no, uh, Nigel Owens issues some sound career advice for Rob Kearney. So I'm guessing this is in the Leinster, the Leinster game, yes. Pro 14. Did they play? They played um, Saracens, didn't they? They played Racing. I think they played Racing it and lost. Say. They played Racing and lost, I think. But anyway... So Rob Carney has played many, many a game and is retiring from from rugby. So what did Nigel Owen say? He said something along the lines of, uh, you know, thank, thanks for all the, the hard work you've done. Uh, maybe you should become a referee. You've been telling me how to do my job for the last few years anyway. <laughs> so obviously he's one of those, isn't he? He's one of those. That's quality though. That's funny. But, you know, Nigel Owen's... Seems like a real good guy, and he's a bloody good ref. Seems like an absolute great guy, yeah. doesn't he? Because he does like talks, doesn't he? He goes around to local clubs and, well, you know, all over really, and does talks. Whenever I've seen him on anything like on an interview or on a podcast yeah. or on the TV, he has never failed not to come across like a great guy. Yeah, and everyone's sort of like whatever he says, people listen to him. You know, he's one of those people when he speaks. Even on the pitch, though, as well. Yeah. He's just got away, doesn't he? Yeah. I still think he is arguably the best referee in the world. Oh, definitely. I think so. Who else would be up there? Well, the the Frenchies are up there, aren't they? As in, that's what world rugby thinks. Well, they're wrong. But they're wrong. Yeah. Um, South Africans? We like the Yako Piper. Yes. We've always liked him. I think a couple of... um, the English guys are pretty good. The young English, um, God, what's his name? Is it Ben? <laughs> is it Ben? <laughs> ben someone, or I could be absolutely, comp- I think I am wrong. But yeah, there's a couple of young English blokes. They, they do a decent job. Yeah, what about Wayne Barnes? People I, do I, rave about I, Wayne Barnes. I actually, I didn't used to like Wayne Barnes. I think he's gotten better. I think what I like about Wayne Barnes now is the fact that when he makes a mistake, he actually says, I'm sorry, lads, I made a mistake. Yeah. I like that because refereeing a game of rugby is not like refereeing other any other sport that I've played or refereed because it's damn tough. You know, you've got 30 guys But you've on also the pitch. got loads of rules. You've got loads of rules yeah. and you've got, you know, you've got these big units yeah. and you're trying to keep your eye on so many different things in a game of rugby and often you can't actually see exactly what's going on. No. So you're refereeing literally blind. And even at international level, it's obviously going so fast and moving so fast. They just can't keep up. No. Even when they've got three of them. That's right, yeah. Plus a TV. TV you know, bloke video, upstairs. Video ref upstairs. Saracens cause an upset, smashing Leinster. So I was right. Leinster's uh, 25-game 16-month unbeaten run. That's pretty bloody good. Yeah, well, I don't know whether it was an upset. I think that was always going to be a hell of a match. I don't think it's an upset, but I think the, is the, it, the fact is it that it's... it called an upset because... They've not lost in a long relegated. time. Um, maybe they've lost a few of their players, but I still think they've kept together this season pretty much their squad. I wonder who's paying them. I mean, they're still getting paid, aren't they? They're still getting paid, but not as much. They well, they've broken the salary cap. Yes, but that will kick in next year. So they've obviously so paid. They can still. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I tell you what. Since the the thing that I would do is I'd I'd almost pay them in advance, or pay them a bonus for next year. So let's say they're getting five hundred thousand pounds for the year. They've broken the salary cap, so they've gone, right, we're going to 
We're going to knock you down to three hundred thousand pounds, but we're going to pay you an extra two hundred thousand pounds. Is it? So you're going to get seven hundred thousand pounds this year, and then three hundred thousand pounds next year. So you're still getting yeah, the ten. Not, you're I'm, still getting I'm the not, one million pounds over two years. I'm not sure you can do that, but it sounds like a great idea. I wouldn't put it past him. No. But you know, what is really interesting here is obviously they're relegated from the Premiership. Yes. They've not done anything wrong in Europe. No, you know, they haven't. Most of these other teams have no salary caps or, yep. very, you know, huge. I mean, you go to France, they've got a huge, huge, uh, you know, um, budgets to work with. Yeah. So they're not breaking any of, the, any of those rules. They could go and win Europe. They could. But around the corner is a very interesting game that it looks like it's going to be in the final. We won't know until a couple of weeks' time, but it could be Exeter versus Saracens and if that is the European Cup final that would be truly amazing do you reckon oh yeah I mean two English clubs and one of them being a, a premiership club that about five years ago was was you know in the championship so you know yeah. Exeter I can remember when Exeter moved up and it wasn't that long ago no so for them to go become up and then a few years later be champions of Europe of Europe it's kind of like when Leicester in uh, in the football, you know, they yeah. went up from the championship a couple of years and then they won it. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. So Saracens, could, it would be fantastic. Saracens v Exeter. Don't like Saracens. In the final. Don't like. You'd have to cheer, you'd have to cheer for Exeter on that. Yes. You know, that they, they got guys who who grew up through their academy – who you know live in Exeter? It's a, it's a tough old place to get to. Um, you know, is it Exeter Chiefs? Exeter Chiefs. Isn't Exeter it? Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. that'll be a hell of a story if they um, if they won it. That's for sure. And what I like about the next story is, obviously in South Africa, they are going to have basically a north versus south rugby competition, like they've done in New Zealand, like they do uh, with the. Um, uh, state of origin, yeah, yeah, and it's going to be potentially kicking off their season, so they're going to have this this game cool. as a kickoff to the season. Just imagine not doing any real contact for, um, and then going into a huge game <laughs> like that. <laughs> It'd be really interesting to watch. Uh, so, thirteen World Cup finalists named in this sort of draft, yeah, <clears throat> match, historic match, and you know some of the names. <clears throat> Fantastic, big big names that are going to play on that. So I'd definitely watch that game. Not sure whether it has the same, you know, naturally north versus south, one island to the other. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how they divvy up. It'll be interesting to see what... How they sort of get that tribal element to it. Well, not necessarily tribal element, but I mean like the South African public, how they latch onto it. Will they be like, oh, it's just another rugby game or absolutely frothing over it like New Zealand kind of was. Yeah. And, you know, state of origin, people absolutely love it. Do you you know, back at school, we used to have like a game before the state of origin, like matches kicked off at school. Oh, who do you support? New South Wales or Queensland. And then we used to have a big rugby match. You're reliving it. Yeah. I mean, what were you? We were like the coon racer. Were you New New South Wales or you Queensland? I was New South Wales. I was Queensland. Oh, village! <laughs> but it's just true, isn't it? Yeah. You know, New Zealand kids. We didn't. We we loved the state of origin. Yeah. We loved the first ten minutes of state of origin, where they literally were trying to knock each other's blocks off <laughs> through the kitchen sink. Eh? And, but then Biff went, which was dumb. Who? Biff. Biff who? No, not Biff who, but like <laughs> fights and stuff. <laughs> They were proper fights back then, though, yeah. weren't they? Proper fights. Biff who, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's what I mean. You know, you've got you've got New South Wales versus Queensland. You've got that tribalism, don't you? Yeah. You've got North versus South. You've got that tribalism. And, you know, everyone in the North Island's cheering for the North Island. Everyone in the South Island's cheering for the South Island. It'll be interesting to see how they try and yes. encompass that, whether they just split, you know... Half and half. I choose, you choose, I choose, you choose kind of thing. Well, yeah, but yeah, but kind of like, you know, regions. 
It must be done in regions, right. you would imagine, wouldn't you? Last story up, mate, for breaking news, and is the English rugby fans are absolutely heartbroken at the fact that what they were promised, which was the ability to go and see their rugby teams play, has been dashed because of COVID. Yeah, well, it's the same of all sport in the UK at the yeah. moment. Yeah. You They've know, actually just today said no more than six people playing any indoor sport. Yeah. So for if you're a young kid these days, like my young two whippersnappers, potentially you're missing out. You've missed six months of school. Yeah. And now you're missing out on sport, club sport. You know, not Dumb, great, mate. is it, for sport no. in, in but this again, country? But again, you know, it is what it is. You know, the government have to do what they have to do to stop the spread. And if that means doing that, you know, cutting cutting people off for a little bit, then they have to do it. Yes, it's sad, sad but, but again, true. mate, we're not politicians. We're not, let's sad not talk about that. Sad but true. That. But, you know, New Zealand right now, it's looking pretty good. Well, we said that, what? It's down to We level. said that a month ago, and then they had about a few more cases, didn't they? Yeah, but it's down to level one at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, but, mate. Which basically just means back matter. to normal, which means you get crowds back in. For what? Well, for the for the Bledisloe Cup matches, mate. That's in South Africa. No, two two games in New Zealand. When? In a couple of weeks' time. Nah. Do you do a Super Rugby podcast? And How come you we don't haven't done even it? Even know. How come we haven't put it on then? <laughs> we spoke about it last week. I don't think. I don't think. No, because they're all. TJ Perinara had a was um, having a go at it because he was having to leave his family for ten weeks. That is the rugby championship. Yeah, the Bledisloe. So when's Cup. the rugby championship happening? Well, November hasn't been, hasn't been decided yet. All right. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, the Brumbies had a good win against uh, the Reds. I only watched the last ten minutes of it, and it was very very sloppy. Now the Reds had. Maybe three lineouts inside the Brumbies twenty-two, and couldn't convert any of them. The Brumbies snuffled it every single time. So for me, we spoke about how to beat the Brumbies yeah. last week, and we basically said, "Don't give away penalties." In the first five minutes, they gave away about four penalties, and each time the Brumbies were deep in their own half, and they got a penalty, and they kicked the ball out past the halfway point they literally just, the, the release valve was just gone and then they continued to do that for for quite a lot of the first half yeah we said that they needed to to sack the line out yeah they didn't sack the line out once not once did they sack the line out um we said that they needed to really attack that 10 channel and unfortunately for me i didn't realize that the the um uh, the young fella, Lolosio, I think, he came back and played his first game. No, Noah, uh, number Noah, 10. Yeah. yeah. He came back and played his first game in about six or seven weeks. And for my money, had an outstanding game and basically nullified that, that, that weakness yeah. that, we'd, that, we'd, um, we'd, that we'd identified. But what a heck of a player. I'm going to say, mate, He's going to start oh, for the Wallabies no. in the third Bledisloe Cup match. He's going to start there. I, I, I can't see why he wouldn't. James O'Connor might start in the first. Yeah. But this kid's serious. He's a serious team. I don't think they'd give him a Bledisloe match because they might bring him on, but unless the okay, All Blacks like, have won one like, and two. Like Reese Hodge starting at 13, that I said wouldn't happen Yeah, for the first Bledisloe Cup match, yeah. right? I'm now saying... Okay, 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 I get in you. The, in the third Bledisloe, unless he's injured... He's going to play. He's going to start. He's going to start. Start at 10. Jeez Lord. In the third, okay? He's a serious, serious player, this kid. Okay. I've seen him early in the season, he looked good, but everyone else looked rubbish at that time. This was a huge match. If he hadn't have played well then they would have lost this game. And he stood up and, and argued, man of the match. I think he's a man of the match at the end of was the match. He? Yeah. First game back. So the question mark here is, the Reds weren't outplayed 
the Reds were outthought. Yeah. And it was that naivety of their young um, team, really, that cost them the game. Again, you know, those young players hadn't been in that situation before. So, they again, they didn't have the experience to yes. to play finals footy. No, and they do say you need to lose one to win one. Yeah. Well, they've lost one now. Yeah. And I think next year... They'll win one. They might <laughs> win one, yeah. I mean, what I would say is they had absolutely no line-out, but it wasn't the thrower's fault. It was the timing of the jumpers. The Brumbies had no scrum. No, you said that. You know, the scrum was horrific. Great line-out, though. Great line-out. And but I liked how they competed for almost every single line-out. Yeah, you know, they did, yeah. Not necessarily getting it every single time, but slowing it down, disrupting yeah. the jumper. Oh, I would say that they blatantly knew at least some of the calls because their reactions were so fast. That's that's where they're very good. Brumbies deserve to win this game. Yes. How the Reds got that close, making some, m- making some of the decisions they made, I have no idea. But, I mean, they did have some absolute moments of brilliance. I mean, Jordan... Um, Pattaya. Pattaya. Made, I mean, it, his, made that break. His, that break was fantastic. But on the flip side of that coin, a guy like Tom Banks looked so sharp in this game and the try that he scored was exceptional. Yeah. I thought, I thought Kurandrani had a good game. Yeah, Kurandrani played okay. Andy Muirhead played fantastic. Yeah. And you, you're looking at their team and you're going, Tom Wright, Andy Muirhead have got to be in and around that Australian squad. But then you've got Kurabeti and you've got... Yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, Jordan Pattaya. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Pattaya. He I showed think, he could play on the wing. I, and I think he was better... Th- I think he's better there. Than, than at centre? Yes. Well, Hunter... Because it gives him a bit more... Paisami, people are touting him after this match as could be the next 13, which would knock out your man <laughs> from... <laughs> From the starting spot, I mean, he did impress me with his physicality, that is for sure. I'm not quite sure whether he's fast enough to play at 13. That would be my only question mark with Hunter Pasami. But I was impressed with the way that he uh, he fired up, got into the game, made some good decisions, very good defender, powerful runner. But, you know, Brumbies for me were always going to win yeah. after the first probably 20 minutes, I thought, wow, they're going to run away with it. Be fair to the Reds, they didn't allow them to run away with it. They stuck in there. Uh, so very, very well done. I put down here, tough to beat at home. They've won the last 10 games against Oz teams. This is Brumbies. Angus Gardner, I uh, thought he was real, some, made some weird decisions. He wasn't the kindest to the Reds, was he? wasn't the kindest to the Reds, but, you know... I just think that the Brumbies controlled the game so much better. Definitely so much better than the, the Reds. Yeah. Um, Dan Gunu, unbelievable skill. He did like a dummy oh, flick to flick. Yeah. But then <laughs> how, how did he drop it? He didn't drop it, but the person who was... Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think he, he thought, oh, he's going to run it himself, didn't he? It's like the dummy fooled him, the, the, the support runner. Um. I mean, the Jordan Pattaya. Great not, footwork. Not, not the try, but the one that he set up was was absolute class and brought them back into contention at 15-10. Halftime was 15-13, and, and that's how it sort of, you know, sort of went on. But um, refereeing the breakdown in this game was back to being dangerous again. There were mm. people flying in left, right, and centre. Um, wasn't great. And I thought the last scrum, Angus Gardner lost the nerve should have been a penalty to the Reds. And he just allowed the, the Brumbies to, to pick it and kick it out. Yeah. Lost the nerf. Because, you know, the game was in the balance at that point. Was it a kick, was it in a kickable position? Wasn't in a kickable position, no. But it, it would have been, at very least... Well, uh, if they went to the line-out, they would have lost it anyway. Potentially, so. but they could have gone... Like, yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? That that was the Reds' problem. They couldn't, yeah. they couldn't go to the corner because they were losing every line-out. Yeah. So, you know, you, hats off to them. We, had, we actually had a really good email from uh, Paul McGrath. Yeah. And he may have um, sort of said that we have been a bit tough on the Brumbies okay. in the past. And maybe we shouldn't listen to the, the Aussie 
commentators and that the Aussie commentators aren't great. But actually, he is right. The Brumbies historically have been the best team in the Australian Conference. Oh, by a long way. By a long way. Yeah. And possibly... The George Gregan era. The Brumbies have felt the backlash of being the favourites. And you know what happens when you're the favourites? Everyone wants to knock you off your perch. Everyone tries to beat you. And normally they don't have to deal with that because although they might be the best in Australia, they might not be the best in the Super Rugby competition. But it's been interesting watching the Super Rugby AU where everyone is trying to knock them off their perch. And it, it does seem to be that they've caught up a little bit. Because before lockdown, they were head and shoulders yes. above all the other Australian yeah. teams. And then we saw on the weekend how close, how, it close it, how close it was. But again, you know, they're like they're all like derbies. Yeah, it's been great, hasn't it? And and we have actually heard today that next season is going to be Super Rugby Aotearoa again. Yeah. Super Rugby AU. Yeah. And potentially Super Rugby South Africa. Nice. And at the end of those competitions, guess what they might be doing? I tell you what, they've listened to this <laughs> podcast. They've they? listened to the podcast. They've listened to the podcast. They've come to their senses. If that goes ahead, Sansa is alive and kicking. Yeah. That'd New Zealand, quality. South Africa, and Australian rugby is going to be in a great place. Yes. I, I agree. can tell you now, okay. it's going to go down so well with everyone. And that final series is going to be hotly contested. So, so I'm the already excited. <laughs> so it's the top two. They haven't actually decided that part right, yet. Right, okay. But that makes perfect sense for it to be the top two. Yes. So, absolutely fantastic game. There was a little bit of knock-on here and a poor scrum there just, and a line-out. Yeah, it got out. a bit was messy a, towards the end. But it still was tight enough to keep me entertained throughout the whole match. Yeah. And and no one really played badly no. either. I know that the, the line-out didn't function well or the, the scrum didn't function well, but you know no one had a shocker, which is always good to see. Always good to see. Other games mentioned to mention is obviously Taranaki. Oh yeah, stealing the shield from the Crusaders at home. Um, Waikato massive win over North Harbour. Yeah, the Bay of Plenty to beat Southland. No, I I rate that. I'm not sure. Didn't didn't Southland beat? I reckon that might be wrong, mate. I reckon that might be wrong. Um, the other one was a big one. Was Tasman. Wellington beating Auckland. We yeah, didn't see you, that one coming, did Tasman we? Tasman beating Northland, 54-21. Yeah, but we expect that, don't we? We expect that. And yeah, then, that, I think that was a bit of an upset. Although the Wellington team is really good. Well, the week before they got they got panned. Yeah, they? they did. So, yeah. so obviously... Hawke's Bay Counties, 31-17. Manawatu losing in quite a high-scoring game against Otago, 36-25. What's going to be interesting Good is... Good defence there, eh? If they, go back to, if they go back to level one, seeing how many people come out and support these Mighty 10 Cup teams. It'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting, yeah. Off to listeners' questions, Tobes. A good friend of the podcast, Oliver Mantle, he's... um. He's questioned us on how good Matt Tamura is okay. by saying that he was rubbish for Leicester when he played, and he's a massive Leicester fan. Have we said he's really, really good? I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said he's world class. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I would say is this. There's lots of, lots of New Zealand Australians, not so many South Africans. They go across, they play in England. Yeah. Doesn't go that well for them. No, it's right. Prime example, Lima Sopoanga. Lima Sopoanga being the being the most notable one recently yeah. who was absolutely class. He was class for the Highlanders, wasn't and he? And then he's gone across to Wasps and struggled. Yes. And apparently there's quite quite a few in the past have done the same thing. And what they say is because when you're playing in New Zealand well, or... the thing... Can I just interrupt you? Of course the, you can, mate. You go for it. The thing is, is when a good player 
drops down to the level of rugby in the northern hemisphere, their performance drops as well. But when they come back up to where they should be playing in a better sort of standard, they rise to the occasion. That's my opinion. Should we go on to the next one? (laughs) (laughs) I would say it's probably different style of play. Yes. For one. Secondly, when you're playing in New Zealand or Australia, they're short seasons. So you play like for your Super Rugby franchise and then you go and play for Mighty 10 Cup. Yeah. Or you go play for the ABs or you go and you're changing and chopping all the time. Yes. When you're someone like Liam Sopawango who's not going to play any international rugby, you've got a long old season ahead of you yeah. and it's a grind. Yeah. And as you say- Especially you, in the Northern Hemisphere winter. Winter, facilities. Oh, village. You know, he's living in in- you know, not a particularly nice part of the country uh, where wasps um, situated. Situated, and it's just different. And you're not playing for where you grow up. You know, you're not playing for all of these things that you've. You know, these extra emotional attachments. Yes. Your level of performance drops down, and it has an impact. Arguably, you're there for the money. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, Wazzy is the god. But he also made a great point, uh, Mr. Mantle, Oliver Mantle, and he said. He thinks part of the reason why the Northern Hemisphere don't score as many tries as the Southern Hemisphere is because of the weather. Yeah, definitely. You I know? agree with that. I would go as far to say as it's not just at the professional level. You think growing up in England, you know, it's wet, it's whole, it's horrible, it's cold. Yeah. And you don't learn that free-flowing, you know, passing game. You literally stick it up your jumper and you run, don't you? Yeah, I agree. With the big thick woolly jumpers yeah. on still. Um, <laughs> May as well be wearing a coat. <laughs> playing in a coat. So he's got a great point. Yeah. He's got a great point. Do you want to go over the next one? It just says Damo smells. No, that's just what you have wrote. Do you, do you remember when I did that at school? Was it? <laughs> yes, I do. Do you reckon they knew it was me? <laughs> Absolutely. And they do now. <laughs> We'll tell you that story in another podcast oh, here, right? Anyway, go on, you read it out, mate. Right. This one is from David James. We've had a couple from him before, from San Fran, California. Uh, this week's question, <clears throat> which I asked Twitter, but we'll ask again. God, not very good at responding, are you? No, not. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I know sorry, that. Sorry, no, no, I'm, no. I'm eventually getting around to it. Uh, you have each been given your own new New Zealand franchise for next season. Okay, so he talks about like a draft system, doesn't he? Yes, he does, yeah. Um, you know, to stock your team, uh, you get to draft two players from each of the other existing teams. So that would mean we'd get what? Four, we'd get eight picks, wouldn't we? Yes. Well, for, you know, you get you, if you're doing it, we've got two different so we'd have five picks, so there'd be ten picks. Okay, ten picks, right. Yeah. We've actually gone a little bit further than We this. have, We've yeah. said that we've got two new New Zealand franchises, but we can pick from anywhere in the world, didn't we? Yes. And what's going to happen is we're going to um, – one of us is going to go first, and we can't choose the same player, obviously, and we're going to build our back line today. I forgot Next. to bring a coin to flip. <laughs> Next week, we're going to do our Ford pack, and then I'm going to put out the teams on Twitter. Okay. And I'd love to get someone to play some rugby game on the computer oh, yeah. against each other. One from our team, one from your team, one from my team, one do from your team. Do you reckon they can do that? But anyway, people could vote on what they think is the yes. best team, yeah. couldn't they? So. Okay. We need a rock, paper, scissors, really, don't we? Okay. Just, Just one that. A. Yeah. Just one, one, two, three, shoot. Okay. You ready? I don't even know whether I want to go first. One, though. two, three, shoot. <laughs> you got it? One, two, three, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> we both have yeah. scissors. <laughs> one, two, three, shoot. Oh, yeah. damn it. You can go first. Oh. No, you can't. I'm going first. Okay. So what, <laughs> what position are we starting with? Nine. Okay. okay. We're going nine. So this okay. is how it's going to work. Uh, we're starting at nine. We're going to go... Um, oh, man. We're, <laughs> we're going to go and do one one section at a time. Oh, man. <laughs> and... Oh, yeah. I, I wanted I, to I, start I thought I lost. I know, I know you did. I know you did. I know you really would have liked this particular player. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to start 
with Aaron Smith. Oh, <laughs> really? Are you sure? Absolutely. I reckon positive. he's old news. So I'm going Aaron Smith. Okay. Which means you get second choice. I get second choice. And this is going to be potentially a little bit left what, wing. Once you say it, you can't change it either. Because then we're going to talk about who else I would have chosen second. Okay. So you have okay. to pick it and stick it. Pick it and stick it. Because okay. I've, I've got two kids here. I'm going for the French halfback. Good shout. I hopefully you've done your research. Uh, Anton, Anthony Dupont. Yes, very good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I go him. He's young, energetic. He's got a bloody big head. <laughs> but he's a good player. I would have gone Fafta Clerk. Yeah, I've got him as well. Well, you don't have him, do you? Because well, you've chosen I mean, the I, French, you haven't I you? put him down. Oh, right. Yeah, so I had three. So I've got three, pretty would much you three have picked French. Aaron Smith to start? Yes. Okay. 100%. Okay. So I've got who you really wanted. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Okay, mate. You Now you get to choose. I do ten. get to choose. I do. I'm going to go Bowden Barrett. Great shout. Yeah. Now, I'm I, going for... I know you are. No. Richie Moynihan. No, I'm not. Oh, you're not. <laughs> I'm not going oh, Richie Moynihan. Oh, hell's bells. I'm going for Finn Russell. Wow. And okay. do you know the reason why I'm going for Finn Russell? <laughs> that there never crossed my mind. Good shout. <laughs> <laughs> Finn Russell, great attacker. Yes. But also a very good kicker. Which yes. you haven't thought about. I have. Because I tell you what, Bodie Barrett's not going to do it for you, is he? <laughs> I've still got fullback to go. Okay, good. I look forward to hearing about your fullback. Um, who who else? So who was your I, first pick? So, no, I, I didn't. I knew you'd go Bodie Barrett. Okay. I knew you'd go Bodie Barrett. Yeah. So I had down there Bowden Barrett. Um, Would you have picked Bowden Barrett if you had gone first? No, because it's kicker. Okay. 10's gone. I've gone kicker at 10. Right. Um, so you've substituted great skill and all that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, Speed. Don't, don't get me wrong. As a 10... If it was purely 10, Finn I would Russell have gone... Russell is great, though. I would have gone Bowden Barrett yep. as a pure 10. Okay. But you'll probably see from the rest of my back line, Finn Russell's the man for me. Okay. 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 Uh, I get to choose 11. 11. Yep. Cheslin Colby. Okay. Is he a number 11 or 14? Doesn't matter, man. I've got okay. him on the wing. You can't <laughs> yeah, have him on okay, wing. <laughs> wing, I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, I... Yeah, I think he's 14, to be fair. I it doesn't. It doesn't matter. We'll doesn't just matter. go wing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've gone Mapimpi. Oh, that is a great shout! <laughs> Can I just say that? Can was I that your other winger? That? No, no, it wasn't actually. Because Colby was my other winger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. Okay, you go. You get to go twelve. I get to go twelve, and I've gone Lamape. Damn, I was. I would have said Lamape. Yeah. But I have got. I've got a couple that I could have chosen. Okay. I got Lamape. I got yeah. Jack Goodhue. Yeah. But I've gone for Tuilangi and I had Tuilangi there. I also had Jonathan Joseph or Anton Jonathan, Leonard Brown. You can't tackle, mate. Anton Leonard Brown. Okay, great shout, but not for me. Okay. Okay, you're playing to your uh I, hey, your, mate, your fly half. Wait for this one though. Okay, I'm listening. Thirteen. Yeah. Simi Ran Raja. You hadn't even thought about him, had you? I don't even know who he is. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Right. Okay. Who have you gone? I've gone for uh, Rico Yuani. Because I was going to have him on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, okay. Yeah, I, I had like, um, yeah, I had a few there. Okay. Who do you have at 13? So you've got to choose. Oh, you've gone for Rico. Yeah, I've gone for Rico. You've gone Rico yep, at 13. Yep. That's a great shout. Yeah. Simi's better. Okay. Simi's the best rugby player in the world right now. Okay. Easy. Who's he playing for? He's playing for Exeter? He's no, playing for Bristol, Bristol mate. Bears, that's right. Playing for Bristol Bears. Semi I, I watched him. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. I watched him play against England for the Barbarians. Yeah. Oh, my God. Call them part. Is that where the Barbars put like 30-odd points? Yeah. Point? He was un- honestly, he was unbelievable. Him and Finn Russell were unbelievable in that match. Yeah. Unbelievable. So at 14, yeah. you get to choose first. Oh, do I? No. because yeah, I, I chose Simi. Oh, you did? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm going uh, Caleb Clark. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah. I hadn't thought about Caleb yeah. Clark. Yeah. He wasn't on my list. No, of course he wasn't. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to roll out Jonah Lomu. You can't. <laughs> you can't. 
<laughs> oh, gonna rise him up. Um, I'm gonna go for Sivu Reese. Yeah, I had him down. I had Sivu him down. There, I did yeah. think about Bridgie. Uh, I did think about actually Anthony Watson. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, but, I might uh, have him at fullback, but I'm yet to decide. Okay. <laughs> okay. You so really, I get to pick now. No. Yes. It's my go, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. My go. Okay. Is he for Lau? I'm going, I'm going, is he? I'm giving him a lifeline, mate. I'm Controversial. <laughs> I'm the media would rip you to shreds. <laughs> I'm a New Zealand franchise owner. I'd have to talk to the media. I'm going, is Rob for Lau? No, okay, I couldn't do that. We, we discussed. We yes. discussed this last week. The Titanic has been sunk. It, it, the ship has the ship well and truly gone, so we can't got coral him. on it. I'm going Farsi. Farsi from the Sharks. I think he's uh, not been given his chance yet at international good level. Player. But he's a hell of a player. He's a good player. Who are you going for? Uh, I'm going Damien McKenzie. Ah, uh, so he's your kicker. He's my kicker. I did have yeah. D-Mac in there, so I had yeah. Izzy I Flower, also Farsi had, um, and D-Mac. I also had Geordie Barrett. No. Geordie Barrett no. as my kicker. It doesn't matter. You can't go Geordie Barrett. The mount stick we've given Geordie Barrett <laughs> over the years. I needed a kicker, all right? I needed a kicker. You did need a kicker because Bowden Barrett. But then I could have had um, Anthony Watson as fullback, and his feet are electric. His feet are electric. Yeah. Who's the best fullback of all time? Not from New Zealand, because I think it'd be easy to say Christian Cullen. Oh, yeah. Best fullback of all time. Can I tell you who I think? Who do you think? Jason Robinson. Did he play fullback? He was yeah, on the wing, wasn't no. he? For, he played fullback more than he did on the wing. He did play a little bit on the wing, but he played mostly at fullback. Okay, well, I'd have to almost agree with you there. Hell of a player. Hell of a player. <laughs> how far, every time, how fast yeah. was he? Every time he got the ball, no. <laughs> leave, them, leave them alone, Jason. <laughs> Cut his legs off. <laughs> already have, already I, I hope those blooming hamstrings tear off your back, you know? He just off your back? <laughs> hamstrings don't to your back? Gosh. Well, they kind of are, actually. Right. Anyway. <laughs> good. That was good. So we're going to uh, put those back lines up on Twitter. Yes. Make sure you share it around so we get enough votes to see who would actually win. But two... Heck of a teams now. Can you just think though, the quick ball that I would give oh. to Cheslin Colby, Tuolangi, Simaran Rajra, right? Uh, I'm not even sure who went on the right wing. I have to listen back to it. And Farsi. I mean, come on. You, you can't stop you that. You went Colby. Colby. No, Colby and who was my other wing? Severis. Yeah. Severis. Yeah, but the thing is, is that... You um, and your slow ball you know, off nine. Tuolangi is going to pull up short, isn't he? Because he's always injured. No, he's not going to pull up short, mate. <coughs> he's always no, injured. No, 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 He's coming always to New Zealand. Always injured. Seafood's good. Lamar's Seafood is good. Lamarpe's just going to run around him. Rico's just going to run around him. Semi Ranraja's got nothing. Semi Ranraja. Apart from... A huge fiend. <laughs> An electric pace. <laughs> Who would win in a foot race? great work. Oh, see me. No, he probably would. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, we, we're going to wait and see. It's going to be on Jonah Loma Rugby. We'll get it played. We'll get it played, mate. So we do actually have one more listener's question. Okay. If I can bring it back up. Last listener's question was, uh, is it last one or we've got, we got another couple actually? We might save one for yeah, next week. Yeah, save one for next week. week. So great one. Um, this is basically asking us that uh, Ian Foster's got, and this comes from our good friend at the Canadian Ruck. Yes. Ian Foster stated he's going to take another 10 to 12 bodies for the rugby championship. Who is that after the Wallabies? That's after the Wallabies said that they were going to, you know, make a, a ginormous squad. Yes, they, they, they pretty they, much all of the Super Rugby AU yeah, 40, teams. Potentially forty six you yeah. can take, and I think he's basically going to do the same thing, isn't he? Yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah, because if you're going over there for such a long period of time and you injuries, can't, all that yeah. sort of thing, yeah. So he's going to rotate, and basically, who do we think should be added to that All Black squad? Well, I think the first name that comes on is Liam Boshier. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I agree. Uh, there's Josh Uani's there. Josh Uani. I've gone a couple of left fieldies. Ash Dixon. I I agree with Ash Dixon. I'm not sure I agree with the one above him. Bryn Hall. Yeah, no. Other people are talking about Liam Coltman. I'm really sorry. Very, Ash, very good over the ball. But Ash Dixon has outplayed him all season. Agre- ag- agreed. How can you go for that? Unbelievable. Yeah. Other people are talking about Angus Tartavell, which I think is, is absolutely bob on because he's been injured. Yes. And he is good enough. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Scott Tom is, Sanders. No, no please way. No. Please no. No. Please no. Peter Umanga Jensen. Good shout. Very good in Super Rugby Aotearoa this year. Was it where? Where are you looking here? Oh yeah, yeah, yes. agree. Mark, Mark Talia. Of course, what? why not? Yeah. What about Putty Putty Parkinson? Well, Putty Putty Parkinson has been injured, hasn't he? But yeah. he, he'd definitely be in there. Um, so those are the ones that we felt should be or would be. Yeah, I definitely there. think Boshia, especially after his performance for uh, the. For Taranaki, but the thing is, is that did he play that well in Super Rugby yes. Aotearoa? Yes, he, he did. did, but he was just on the losing side, so he sort of fell away. Do you know what? Every single time I saw him play, he was outstanding, like like seriously good. Yeah, but then because they lost, it was sort of like yeah, you, you sort of talk about. The winning team, don't you, in the I media know, but more that, than... That's so skin yeah. deep. Oh, I totally agree, but that, that's the that media, arguably, isn't it? No, well, not media, is it? It's, it's all black selectors. Yeah, but the, me- the media fuel the fire, and then... That's poor, though. You, I agree. You know, you, if, if you are right, and we're saying that the media influenced the selectors, it's poor. Because I'm watching Super Rugby, and I'm not saying I should be an all-black selector, but what I am saying is... He blatantly had an outstanding season. Oh, 100%. Now, arguably, there are some great players that he's up against, but, you know, he had a great, outstanding season without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. So I think Josh Ioane would be a great shout to It'd take be a good on. Good addition, yeah. Very good. Now, you don't like my Bryn Hall, do you? No. Name another scrum half who you'd take along because they, they normally. Billy Christie. Little Jim. Oh, I see. No, I see. I just couldn't do that. Why not? He's nowhere near as good as Bryn. Oh, couldn't hold a candle, mate, Tom. Well, he could because his hair's on fire, so it'll be fine. <laughs> he is a candle. <laughs> He's more dangerous than climate change, mate. I hey, love when you said that a few weeks ago. <laughs> I see. He's quick, eh? He yeah, shows more toes than Roman Sands. <laughs> Yeah, so there are. Now, I, we did have a great question from our quiz creator, uh, Ben Affleck. Are we leaving that for next we'll week? we'll leave that one for next week. Yeah. It's all about who are the best ever Super Rugby players from overseas. Yes. Great, great question. You need to stay tuned for that. So up and coming matches. Russing 92 versus Saracens. Yeah. Exeter versus Toulouse. Two humdingers. Humdingers. Two humdingers. So they're on the 26th of September, so they are... This coming weekend. This coming weekend. And I'm going to predict it's going to be a Saracens-Exeter final. Well, I think they are... Well, I feel like they are the two best teams out of those four. It's hard to know, isn't it? Russing but 92, Russing, mate, are a heck of a team. They are, and they are at home as well. Yes. So it'll be, that'll and, be... And they can have some crowds there. Yes, they can. They can have some crowds there, which is interesting. I don't think full stadium. No, I think they, you know, I actually watched one of the games and it still was pretty decent though. They all were wearing masks, so the whole crowd had right. to wear masks, yeah. which again makes common sense, hence why it doesn't happen in this country. Um Exeter at home to Toulouse, <laughs> you know, it's a shame. It's going to be an empty stadium. Yeah, yeah. So I think Saracens will win there. I don't think they'll win it comfortably, but I think they'll win it. I think Exeter will beat Toulouse relatively convincingly, okay. but but when I say convincing, like 10 points. Okay. It's not going to go down to the wire. And, you know, we saw that um, Toulouse, 
smashed Ulster. Yeah, I was just going to say they absolutely ruined them. I mean, Exeter beating Northampton was not surprising. Northampton yeah. put out a, a pretty average team. So um, it wasn't a surprise. Russing dealt with Clermont quite easily. Yeah, and away from home as well. Yeah. Which um, is but pretty although impressive. Saracens had a good win against Leinster away from home as well. But that was um, that was a real tight match. Like, it was six, I think, six penalties. And Good oh, yeah. play, moved from fullback into 10. Okay. Did an incredible job. The big thing is, is can Saracens beat Racing without Farrell? And that's the big question. Yeah. He does make a huge difference. That's for sure. Yeah, because he, yeah, defensively anyway, hitting people in the head and that sort of thing, it makes a good good change. <clears throat> there was um the Highlanders um, inside centre. Highlanders inside centre, he's been banned for um, Has he? five weeks, bad tackles again. Bad During tackle. Super Rugby? Or? No, Mighty 10 Cup. Right, okay. Mighty 10 Cup, bad yeah. tackle. But people are Thompson, like... Tom, Thompson. Yeah, yeah Sione Tompkinson. Uh, Tompkinson, yeah. Tompkinson. Yeah. Uh, people are liking it to Farrell's. Well, good. But the difference is Farrell ran in from 20 metres. <laughs> yeah, but something Tom, similar they Tom, should be dealt with Tompkinson, accordingly. Tompkinson was, was, was again going high. Right. But he definitely dipped, dipped, dipped into okay. it. But it still was a bad, yeah. bad tackle. In was fact, it straight it red card? Straight red. Right, good. Straight red. Good. So, like it. Guess what time it is, mate? Quiz time. I was almost going to say bedtime. <laughs> it's guess who time. Can you guess who? Do you have a clue? I have. We all last week's we had absolutely no clue. We had not a Scooby Doo. These are all New Zealand Super Rugby franchises that right. we're going with. Okay. Okay. So okay. player one. Okay. Just remember, everyone, play along at home. Uh, you got to lock in your answer, and you can't change it. Can't change it. Can't change it like Dame Bay did the other day. Hawks Bay. Okay. 2016. 26. 2006. Okay. Well, we got there. We got there. Uh, to 2017. 50 appearances and 86 points. I don't know who this is. You think you do? We'll go to the, we'll go to the next one. Oh, actually, I think I do know who it is. <laughs> I think I do know who Okay. Is. Have you just clicked on the next no, one? No, look. Oh, you've gone straight to the answer, haven't you? No, Cheating bugger. No. I, I think I know who this is. <laughs> yeah, same. Are you going to lock it in? <laughs> Depends if you're going to lock it in. I'm no. going to lock it in. You're going to lock in? Yeah. You're going to lock in? No, maybe I'm not going to lock in. Right. Are you going to lock oh, it or not? No. Nah. I'll go to the next one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If this does say for losers, I think we're not. <laughs> Oh, New Zealand under 19s, 2007, three appearances and five points. 2007, was he? I'm going to lock in. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm locking in. I hope hope you're not going to say who I think it is. (laughs) Are you not locking in? I'm not going to lock in. Okay. But I will say who I think it is. So you can't lock in? So I'm not going to lock in. Okay. You're going to lock in. Do you want me to say it first? No, no, no. Because I'll say it at the same time as you. Okay. But I have not locked in. But you're not locking in. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Is Is he he dag? Oh. Okay, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So next one up. You've gone as he dag. I haven't. Okay, or no, did yeah. I lock in? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Highlanders, you're right. 2009, 2010, 25 appearances, 133 points. You are correct. He played for the Highlanders. I didn't know that. Junior All Blacks, 2009, three appearances, five points. New Zealand, 2010, 2017. 66 appearances, 138 points. Does he need to say Crusaders here, doesn't it? It, it should. It should. Oh, yeah. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 89 appearances. So 2011, 2019. So is, is he dead? Okay. Which means Cannon Eagles. Yeah, he did play Cannon Eagles. We know across to Japan, didn't did he? Did he? Oh, he did, yeah. yeah. The and answer he... is 
is Rodag. Yeah, so my you boy. are one point up. I didn't have the brave. wasn't brave enough. I was going to call on the first one as I well. was going to call on the first one too. Were you going to say, is he dead? Yeah, I was going to say, okay. is he dead? Damn it. So what happens when you're superior? Right. Line one, play two. Wellington, 2003-2011, 54 appearances, 254 points. Say that again. Wellington, 2003-2011, to 54 appearances, 254 points. I think I know who this is. Okay, you're going to lock in? No. <laughs> okay, line two. New Zealand under 21... 2004, five appearances, zero points. Okay, go ahead. Hurricanes. Yeah, okay. 2004 to 2011, 84 appearances, uh, 250 points. I think I know who this is. Okay. Are you going to lock in? How many points? 250. How many appearances? 84. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not then. That seems like... It's a lot of points. Okay, go go on. Go again. New Zealand, 2004-2013, 73 appearances, 110 points. Were you thinking Ma'anonu? No. Okay. I thought someone else, but then I'm thinking it can't be him. I've got two in my mind. Do you have any idea? No, not really. Okay, keep going then. Junior All Blacks, 2005, three appearances, zero points. Doesn't help me. No. He's not a kicker. No. New Zealand Maldives, 2005 to 2008, New seven Zealand appearances. Maldives, that's, that's throwing me. 14 points. There's 13 lines. Okay, keep going. I'm glad I didn't, I'm glad I didn't guess because I would have guessed wrong. Blues. Blues. 2012 to 2014, four appearances, 53 points. Four appearances. 40. 40 appearances. Yeah. 53 points. Oh, wow. Auckland, 2012 to 2013, nine appearances, 27 points. Maybe he is a kicker. Line nine? I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm absolutely stumped. London Welsh. London Welsh. 2014 to 2015, 14 appearances, zero points. 14 appearances, zero points. If he's a kicker, he's not very good, is he? (laughs) Go on, mate. London Wasps, 2015, three appearances, zero points. Mate, I am absolutely stumped here. I don't know how to pronounce it. No. Go go, go to the next one. Okay. (laughs) Narbonne? Narbonne. What is that? No idea. Am I not pronouncing it right? No, you're pronouncing it right. Yeah. yeah. 2016 to 2017, eight appearances, zero points. Are we on the answer now? Oh, I know it now. You know it. I, I don't know, it, know it. Okay, so <laughs> hang on. Why, this is the last line yeah. before the answer. Yeah. Why a rapper Bush, 2017... Eight appearances, five points. Why wrap a bush? Yeah, I know it now. I don't know it. Okay. Right, I've got to really I'm think. Gonna lock, I'm going to lock in. Damn you. <laughs> I'm going to lock in. Um, so he's played for Wellington. He then moved to Auckland. I don't know what I do. You haven't brought up the answer? No, I haven't. I just covered them all again. Oh. Then you went to Auckland... Yeah. Uh, went, at, went sailed overseas and he came back and finished off playing for Wire Rapper Bush. Yeah. And I don't know who it is. Oh, you don't have a Scooby Doo? I have absolutely no okay, Scooby Doo. Um, He's obviously a big player because he, he played in the 
you know, the, when they won the when they won the World Cup. Yeah. Could it be? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Who played for Wellington, then moved to Auckland? I mean. Who then came back to the wire of a bush? <laughs> okay, I'm locking in. You uh, don't have a Scooby Doo. No, do I don't you? have a Scooby Doo. Okay, so you're not going to pick my answer. No. Okay, Pity Weepoo. Oh, that is. Uh, no, did he? Pity Weepoo. It's a Pity Weepoo. Yeah. And he Wellington, also, do you know what? I think he's Auckland. currently playing for the East Coast. Good on him, eh? He's put on some serious timber. <laughs> he's eh? a big guy. Is he playing in the front row now? Because I saw him on TV. <laughs> Hooker. Wow, he could play a hooker, couldn't he? So I win. You win, mate. There's I'm no actually point. embarrassed. No play a three. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. No, let's not even bother. <laughs> you, oh. you are better at this game than I am. I dip my hat to it you. It was the wire wrapper bush that got me. Like, no like idea. convinced me on the last line. No, I had no idea. And, yeah. I, and I, I didn't think he left at all. I yeah, yeah. He, I thought he retired in New Zealand. No, he, I think, well, he only played a few seasons. Yeah. Well, there you go, mate. Mm. That's the that's the that's the that's game. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, mate. For another week, I, I I now will go away bitter and twisted for seven more days until I get <laughs> yeah. the chance. And next week we're going to, we're going towards South Africa. So oh. It's not going to get any easier, is it? Hell, <laughs> <laughs> I should have I should have gone with Izzy Dag early and put some pressure on, shouldn't I? Anyway, as always, yes, it's, it's been, been a real pleasure. Has been fantastic keeping you guys and girls entertained uh, for. The show. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be talking uh, about the rugby championship and the Blizzo Cup matches. Yes. And also going and reviewing those Heineken Cup matches, yeah. which are going to be fantastic. But until next time, see you later. Podcast Network. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.